Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code get100. That's code get100 at prizepicks.com/get100. For a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Hello, and a warm Mancunian welcome to all my incredible listeners out there. I'm Deepa Thomas Sutcliffe, your friendly host. And you've just tuned in to the sixth season of the Meet the Mancunian podcast, where I share remarkable social impact stories from the heart of Manchester every Tuesday throughout the season. This podcast is a celebration of the unsung heroes, the change makers, and the passionate souls who are making a real difference in our vibrant city. From social enterprises to non-profits and community groups, I bring you the voices of worker bees and volunteers, all coming together for a common cause. Through heartfelt conversations, my guests share their experiences, dreams, and unwavering commitment to making a difference. From the challenges they've overcome to the triumphs that fuel their passion, their stories will leave you moved, enlightened, and brimming with hope. Join me on this audio adventure as my guests and I explore the transformative power of collective action and the remarkable impact we can create when we unite for a common cause. Their tales are a testament to the power of community, collaboration, and the indomitable Mancunian spirit. They not only address pressing issues right here in Manchester, but also offer insights and inspiration that resonate far beyond these boundaries. So whether you're commuting, on a run, or just relaxing at home, I invite you to tune in on Apple, Spotify, Google, or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. You can also log on to my website, www.meetthemancunian.co.uk. Let's embark on this journey of discovery and inspiration. For my new listeners, you can catch up on the incredible stories from the first five seasons at www.meetthemancunian.co.uk where you'll also find out more about my own journey as a podcast. And to all my returning listeners, I can't thank you enough for your support. You make this podcast possible, and I'm immensely grateful. So join me as I continue to share these inspiring tales of change and community support from the beating heart of Manchester. Together we can spread a bit of good news, spark meaningful conversations, and inspire positive action. Thank you for being a part of the Meet the Mancunian community. Welcome to the seventh episode of season six of the Meet the Mancunian podcast, Social Impact Stories from Manchester. Passionate about supporting mental health in the youth, we hear from senior mental health practitioner and youth worker, 
42nd Street Charity. In this episode, I'm delighted to introduce my guest, Anjali Sweeney, Senior Mental Health Practitioner and Youth Worker, 42nd Street Charity. Thank you so much, Anjali, for joining me today. Hello, thank you. Uh, thank you for allowing me on this podcast. I'm excited to talk through my passions. Absolutely. Looking forward to hearing all about that. Tell us first about how you started your passion for supporting the youth. To be perfectly honest, I think I started when I was a young person myself, attending youth clubs, working with other youth workers, and attending youth sessions with my peers, and basically seeing what support that they were getting. And I guess seeing the way that my dad, who did community work, the way she supported young people in the community. I guess that's when the passion started, recognizing that I could positively impact young people's lives. And then it was pretty much after I graduated from a completely different degree to youth work. And I came back to Manchester and did some voluntary work and decided that youth work was for me. Thank you so much for sharing that. And that's so interesting that your father was in this space. You experienced the impact of youth work yourself. And then you did some volunteer work. It's a great way to have those lived experiences that you could bring to your role. And that brings us well to how you got involved with the 42nd Street charity. What does it do? And tell us about what you do within the space. Well, start off with what 42nd Street does. 42nd Street is a children and young people's mental health and emotional well-being charity. 42nd Street has been around for 43 years in January of this year. They started quite small as a street-based youth work project and have grown over the years into uh, an amazing charity. Uh, I think the, the largest in Greater Manchester, serving thousands of young people a year and offering things like counselling, psychosocial education, group work, therapeutic work, creative work, a lot of stuff around social justice, youth voice advocacy, and essentially trying to help young people to break down the barriers that they may face when it comes to improving their own mental health and emotional well-being, essentially. So that's what 42nd Street do. And what I do there, I started working there and it was essentially a, a combination of everything that was happening in the world at the time and me deciding that I wanted to do more heart-based work. The job that I was doing at the time was great and I got a lot of experience and a lot of satisfaction from that job. But I also realised that I wanted to give a bit more and essentially I wanted to get into some type of therapy work using my skills as a professional youth worker because I was convinced that it changed and it saved lives. I'd always followed the work of 42nd Street. I'd been to different trainings and had referred young people there myself. And then I happened to have a conversation with one of the senior managers there And she told me that she felt that there was a job coming up soon that would be perfect for me. And then when that job came up, I looked, I saw it, I applied, and I've been there ever since. Thank you so much for sharing that. And it's amazing that 42nd Street has been going for 43 years, you said. It's a very long time. It's really amazing. Tell us about why it's called 42nd Street. From my understanding, last year we had our 42 is 42 celebrations. So it was a few months of different activities, celebrations, symposiums, events that celebrated 42nd Street's 42nd birthday. Now, my understanding is that 42nd or the number 42 is taken from the book, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, 
it was a favourite book, I believe, of one of the, the founders of 42nd Street. And within the book, it talks about 42 being the answer to everything. Um, and I think that's why the name was chosen. And it's clearly stuck and that's it. Don't quote me on that. People would have to probably do a bit of a Google search for that. But that's my understanding. That is a lovely story. I really like that. And I remember reading Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy some time ago. Yeah. And it was definitely, they had 42 as the, as the answer to everything. Very interesting. There you go. That's a great story. I don't know if it's true or not, but still a great story, isn't it? It certainly is. This brings us very well to, you've talked about 43 years. I'm sure there's a lot of lessons and challenges that have been overcome. Uh-huh. Can you share some of them that you've had to navigate, or perhaps in the context of the last two years, as you've been with them? The challenges that I have personally faced whilst working at 42nd Street have been more around the sheer numbers of young people who are needing intervention, clinical intervention, uh, and some type of therapeutic and or modality-based intervention from practitioners, clinicians, counsellors, youth workers, etc. And just the, the, the fact that there's not enough provision out there, that the services are woefully lacking, and, and that our young people in Greater Manchester are, are really underserved, for me has been the main challenge since I've, I've got there. It was a challenge that I experienced when I was in my previous roles as a youth worker. Essentially, it's just the challenge of young people not being seen or not being afforded the opportunities, the interventions, all of those things that that they should be getting. The mental health system as it stands in Greater Manchester is woefully underfunded. We have waiting lists of nearly two years or more. Our waiting list is growing every single day. And then clearly the impact of the lockdown and then COVID, um, not only on the physical, but the mental and emotional uh, well-being of young people has definitely been stark and we're still dealing with that today. Yeah, and of course, yesterday was Suicide Prevention Day. It certainly was. And there was some statistics that one of my guests shared uh, from season five about the number of young people taking their own lives or as close to uh, the risk of suicide. We deal with a lot of young people in crisis. Essentially, it is a, a service where young people come when they are in crisis. Exactly it, where they feel that it, it's gotten to the point where the, they've got nowhere else to turn. I'm not saying that other organisations or charities out there don't do an amazing job, but I just believe that we need a 42nd Street in every single city, every single ward. There's just not enough of us to go around because there's that many young people in crisis. Yeah. What is the impact that has been made so far? I do know that over the past year, we've worked with over 6,000 people. I know that we've offered hundreds, if not thousands, of one-to-one sessions to young people, that we've offered hundreds of group sessions. So I lead in a lot of the group work and the social action work. At present, we have 15 different groups at 42nd Street. And when I started, we had about nine. So I've really been busy over the past two years creating as many different identity-based groups as possible. I guess that would be the impact, listening to the young people and ensuring that the groups and the services that we create are youth-led. That is, it's really voluntary in terms of the groups that they attend and using the professional values and principles and practices of youth work, community work, group work to ensure that they are as high-impact high value as possible for the young people who attend.
Thank you for sharing that. And that is an amazing impact. How can interested people reach out to you and learn more? Where can they find your website and where can they find your social media? Amazing. They can uh, just go onto the, um, the internet and type in www.42ndstreet.org.uk. From there, you can find out all of the work that we do. There's uh, loads of tabs on there for young people to go into, for professionals, for parents. Uh, and then there's also our social media. So like Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, all of those places there. You can get all that information on the website. If not, then just jump on Instagram and you can find us on Instagram at 42nd Street and it should come up. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I will include it in the show notes so that anybody listening to the episode can also easily link to all the wonderful resources I'm sure you have there. What advice do you have for people looking to start a similar movement in their local community? You just talked about 42nd Street being in every... Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm think definitely to start a similar movement. I just think you need one person or a group of like-minded people who have the commitment and the passion uh, and the know-how and the expertise to to do this. And expertise doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have university qualifications or be clinically trained per se. But it's about being able to create a platform or a hub, most importantly, a place of safety where young people can go. Uh, and they don't even have to talk. They can just go and be seen, heard and acknowledged in their own agency. And then from there, it's about reaching out to the existing structures that are there to see how this work can be funded and embedded into everyday life. Uh, for me, like I said, it needs to be in every city, every ward in Greater Manchester. And essentially, it, it, it needs to be a core service that's funded by our local authority, by the government and some real economic fiscal support ring fenced for it to make it happen thank you for sharing that and that's really good advice and i hope that can happen and many people get inspired by your podcast interview an opportunity now for you to talk about anything i haven't asked you about i guess the month of september at 42nd street is very much a get back to normal kind of month because we've had the summer it's been super busy and we've been doing loads of different things with the young people. So September is probably going to be a quiet month for us, but I do know we're doing some stuff for Black History Month. We've just finished doing some amazing work with uh, Pride. That was at the end of August. But for Black History Month, we have, on the 19th of October, we have our open mic event, which will be at the Horse Four, which is our exhibition in creative space, because we believe that creativity is a human right. So we definitely champion that for young people. And then on the 21st, we will be working with um, an amazing organisation, Melanin Markets, to create a Black Market Day where we'll have some vendors linking in with the theme of saluting our sisters, the theme for Black History Month, and hashtag We Matter. Those are the things we're going to be doing for October, I guess, leading up to Christmas. We're going to be doing some great work around ensuring that any of our young people who may not have anywhere to go on Christmas uh, can come along and attend um, a Christmas Day meal and we'll be pulling together some volunteers from our staff team and our young people to make that happen. Thank you for sharing that, both your plans for Black History Month as well as your plans for Christmas and giving people a, a nice environment to come to when they might be feeling isolated and alone. That's exactly it, yeah. Before I go to the signature questions I ask all my guests, is there any message you want to share with my listeners for Black History Month? 
talked about saluting our sisters being the overall theme. But for anybody who's listening, whether they be from the community or overall allies, what's your message for them? I guess my message is to remember that we are human first and that black and white is indeed a construct and that racism is a construct and that the more that we can call it out, challenge it and then seek to dismantle it in a healthy way, the sooner we can get to a place of parity and equity for all, particularly when it comes to black women, being one myself, definitely. I guess that's the message and that we're probably going to see a lot of movement when it comes to race relations and civil rights over the next few uh, months and years because now is the time for this oppressive system to be dismantled and to just stop. We're going to start um, decolonializing our minds and our hearts and our spirits and indeed our lives. So that's something that I'm looking forward to seeing and being part of change. I like how you started with we're all basically human at the end and everybody should have the opportunities and the support so they can try. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I'll now ask you the signature questions I ask all my guests. Mm-hmm. And my first question for you is, could you describe the Mancunian spirit in a word or a phrase? A Mancunian spirit in a word or a phrase would belting. Don't know where that came from. But yeah, I've got a really good friend and she uses that word all the time. And it belting when something's good, when something's amazing. If I was to use a word... But in terms of a phrase, I'd say the Mancunian spirit is cheerful and indomitable and always rainy. I like that very much, and especially this ringing in Manx peak with belting. That's a, that's a nice one, but also, like you said, cheerful, indomitable. And did you say the third was raining? Always, yeah. Yeah, it has been a rainy day after all the sunshine, hasn't it? We did have some sunshine. We lost it now. Can you share on Bancunian who inspires you and why? To be perfectly honest, it's going to be my dad. If he wasn't my dad, he'd still inspire me because the work that he has done and that he continues to do is just mind-blowing. How he's contributed to the city, how he's contributed to black history education, which he does a lot of, and tracing your roots in genealogy and Caribbean history. And again, just putting black people on the map and helping the community to understand their history and their place in the world, their impact and their massive contributions. Priceless. Shout out to your dad. Do you didn't want to name him as well, actually? Sorry, Linford Sweeney. Lovely. Big shout out to him today. Thank you. What's the most important life lesson you've learned so far? I'd say for me, the most important life lesson is to be authentic. I always say to the young people that I work with, be authentic as you can be. And remember that you can only be, you can't be anybody else. That's literally it. You cannot be anybody else. You can only be yourself. So you may as well get used to the body body that you're in and be 100% unapologetic and authentic. Love that very much. And I also believe that because I think it keeps things simple as well. You don't have to remember what's your fake face that you were showing in a particular place or social media or something like that. That's it. And I, and I know it's easier said than done. I think as young people develop, they start to recognise their identities and what they do and what they don't like. And I definitely think Mancunian young people have their own specific identity, which is a beautiful thing to see. Yeah. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? 
my superpower would probably be teleportation, just so I can, just so I can travel the globe. I go to every single country, visit a country a day. I don't know. That will probably be it. That's a great one, and I think it's very popular. Teleportation of the most popular is flying, and then this ah. is the second most popular. Amazing. But I love the idea of visiting every country in the world. That would be quite great. To end the podcast, is there a funny or a heartwarming story you'd like to share with listeners? Something from your work or something from Manchester? Oh, I was actually speaking to a, a colleague, I think, on Friday, and I was telling her I'd taken out a group of young people a few days before for some food and some bowling. And we were sat having some food. One of the young people, we just started talking about age for some reason. And then one of the young people were like, oh, I thought you were this age. I thought you were 30 yard or et cetera. I thought you might be 20. And I was like, I, I, I can take, thank you. I appreciate that. I've never really been one to, to get upset about people asking me my age. And then this young person sat next to me said, so how old are you? So when I told her, I stopped and she looked me in my face and she said, okay, you've used it well. And that was it. Cheeky, but nice. She said, you've used it well. And I don't normally give people compliments, but I'm going to give you one. So you look it. I was like, thank you very much. And just turned back to eat my food. I was, yeah, I was bored. That's a great one to end on. Thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure to talk to you today. Thank, thank you so you. much for sharing all the amazing work you do. Thank you so much. Thank you, Deepa. Anjali, I really enjoyed learning about supporting the youth today. Dear listener, thank you so much for listening to the seventh episode of the Meet the Mancunian podcast season six. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode or log on to www.meetthemancunian.co.uk to listen to all the episodes and learn more about my podcasting story. Next week on Tuesday, 24th October 2023, I speak to Jane Wells about supporting employability for the youth. Thank you for joining me on this enriching journey through the social impact stories of Manchester with the sixth season of the Meet the Mancunian podcast. I hope the stories you heard today have sparked a fire of inspiration within you. May they serve as a gentle reminder that no dream is too big and no passion too small. Your feedback means the world to me. Visit www.meetthemancunian.co.uk to share your thoughts, suggestions and the causes that touched your heart. Your input helps me craft a podcast that truly touches hearts and makes a difference in our community. Stay connected with the podcast on social media. You can find us at the rate Meet the Mancunian on Instagram, on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at ManCunianPod. Sharing and leaving a comment would be a fantastic way to spread the word and build a vibrant community of change makers. Before I sign off, remember to introduce this podcast to your friends and family so together we can amplify the impact and reach of these incredible stories. Once again, thank you so much for being a part of the Meet the Mancunian family. Your support fuels my passion and I can't wait to bring you more compelling stories that will touch your heart and fuel your soul. Until we meet again in the next episode, let's keep creating waves of change together. Remember, the world needs more Mancunian spirit. So go out there and be the change you wish to see. Take care. Stay inspired. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on prize picks. 
the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code get100. That's code get100 at prizepicks.com/get100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.